Bible Fellowship Church's devotional podcast, devoted to bringing you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. Thank you for joining us. Our passage for today is going to come from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 10, and I'm going to read most of it. Then I looked, and behold, on the expanse that was over the heads of the cherubim, there appeared above them something like a sapphire, an appearance like a throne. And he said to the man, clothed in linen, Go in among the whirling wheels underneath the cherubim, fill your hands with burning coals from between the cherubim, and scatter them over the city. And he went in before my eyes. Now the cherubim were standing on the south side of the house where the man went in, And a cloud filled the inner court, and the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub to the threshold of the house, and the house was filled with the cloud, and the court was filled with the brightness of the glory of the Lord. And the sound of the wings of the cherubim was heard as far as the outer court, like the voice of God Almighty when He speaks. And when He commanded the man clothed in linen, Take fire from between the whirling wheels and from between the cherubim, He went in and stood beside a wheel, and a cherub stretched out his hand from between the cherubim to the fire that was between the cherubim, and took some of it and put it into the hands of the man clothed in linen, who took it and went out. The cherubim appeared to have the form of a human hand under their wings. And a little later, And the cherubim mounted up. These were the living creatures that I saw by the Chibar Canal. And when the cherubim went, the wheels went beside them. And when the cherubim lifted their wings to mount up from the earth, the wheels did not turn from beside them. When they stood still, these stood still. And when they mounted up, these mounted up with them, for the spirit of living creatures was in them. Then the glory of the Lord went out from the threshold of the house and stood over the cherubim. And the cherubim lifted up their wings and mounted from the earth before my eyes as they went out with the wheels beside them. And they stood at the entrance of the east gate of the house of the Lord, and the glory of the Lord of Israel was over them. These were the living creatures that I saw underneath the God of Israel by the Chibar Canal. And I knew that they were cherubim. Each had four faces and each had four wings, and underneath their wings the likeness of human hands. And as for the likeness of their faces, they were the same faces whose appearance I had seen by the Chibar Canal. Each one of them went straight forward. Now, I happen to be reading a book on the Old Testament prophets. It's kind of just a survey of what they're saying because so many of these passages are confusing to me. And this would have been no exception if I hadn't been reading through this book. But what is being described here is that after God's judgment on the nation of Israel, the Spirit of the Lord, the glory of God, is leaving the temple. As God's people are being exiled and sent away, God, in judgment, is taking His presence away from within his midst. Now, this is an excerpt from the book that I'm reading. And when I read this, it just hit me in the feels. And so I I wanted to share it with you all today. The departure of Yahweh from the temple is one of the most significant events in Ezekiel. And it carries tremendous theological implications. At the heart of the Mosaic Covenant was the three-part formula statement by God. One, I will be your God. Two, you will be my people. And three, I will dwell in your midst. Yahweh's departure implies an end to this arrangement. He no longer dwells in their midst, at least not in Jerusalem or in the Promised Land. An interesting side note is that after the exile, when the people return to Palestine and Jerusalem and rebuild the temple, there is no mention of the presence of Yahweh returning to dwell in the temple. That is, there is no indication that the things have returned to pre-exile status. All indications are that Yahweh's presence does not dwell in the rebuilt post-exilic temple as it did in the old temple. 
In fact, the biblical story indicates that Yahweh's presence does not return to the temple until Jesus walks in through the gates. Ironically, when that happens, what does Christ find? Money changers and scoundrels, but no true worshipers. The situation that Christ encounters in the temple is similar to that in Jeremiah and Ezekiel's day. As do Jeremiah and Ezekiel, Jesus pronounces judgment on the temple and the city of Jerusalem, which is destroyed by the Romans in A.D. 70. What an image, and what a beautiful picture of why we need the Old Testament to give us context for what's happening. When Jesus walks into the temple uh, the week before he is crucified, that is the Spirit of God returning to dwell in the midst of his people in the temple. It hasn't happened. So you had this period uh, after the exile where God's people were back dwelling in the land that they lived in, but without hearing from any of God's prophets for something like 400 years, waiting without the presence of God, without word from the Lord, until the very person of God comes to walk in their midst. And in the person of Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord enters back into the temple, only to find what? The situation is not improved for over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years from the original pronouncements that God made through his prophets about his people's sin. But God, at the end of all these prophetic books, without exception, promises future restoration, future forgiveness, future hope for his people. And in the person of Jesus, we have the fulfillment of that promise. The suffering servant, the coming king, who is coming to bring redemption, coming to bring hope. But when Jesus comes, there isn't the return of the glory of God dwelling in the temple anymore. First, we have in John 1 talking about God dwelling among us. And this word dwell is the same as the word for tabernacle. That God came and tabernacled with his people in the person of Jesus Christ. And when Jesus left, God continues to tabernacle in his people that his Holy Spirit dwells inside each and every one of us who believe in the name of Jesus. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. So God is dwelling in his temple and his temple is now the church. His temple is you and it is me. The presence of God still dwells with us and it dwells inside each and every one of us. So the same holiness and glory of God that was dwelling in this Old Testament temple that left because of sin is ours because of the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That we have the life of God inside of us. There is power in that. There is hope in that. There is fulfillment of all of this biblical story in the people of God becoming the new temples of the Holy Spirit. That we are a royal priesthood. We are God's representatives and we carry his life inside of us. We are hope and light to our neighbors, to our family, to our friends. Because God is with us. We have great hope today. So Lord, we thank you for this picture of the tabernacle of the temple, that you will dwell with your people, God, and that continues to be your goal, that you dwell within us. For everyone who's put their faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, receives the Holy Spirit, receives your life. So we thank you that the very power that raised Christ from the dead dwells within us, that we don't need to fear when we want to share our faith, when we have to give a reason for the hope that we have in Jesus, that, that we have you inside of us. So help us to walk in that power and the knowledge of your presence with us. You are a good God. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in for another edition of Let's Talk Church Family. You are loved. Have a blessed day.